Welcome to the e-commerce lab by EcomC. This is the place for everything related to Amazon private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by Commerce, the place of everything related to Amazon FBA and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, founder and CEO of Ecomsy. And today we'll bring you a very special guest. His name is Ben Fall, and he's the co-founder of Advent e-commerce and founder of Maverick. And today we're going to be touching very interesting topics, mainly around everything that has to do with attribution and how we can actually use that to scale your Amazon business. I think that's a very interesting topic that everybody's talking about, bringing traffic from us at Amazon. We know how competitive Amazon itself is getting, and we need to find these solutions to basically thrive and keep scaling those brands forward. So Ben, it's a pleasure to have you here with us today. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, uh, Vicenzo. So um so happy to be here and um, thank you so much for letting me be uh, part of the community. It's a pleasure. I think I have seen what you guys have been doing with your, both of your companies. I think the, the software solutions and, and the strategies you implement in, in the Amazon space, they are very revolutionary as they call them. And I think it's a pleasure for sure. And I think you're going to add for sure a lot of value, especially as I mentioned around everything that has to do with external traffic, which we know each day is becoming much more important to be able to thrive in, in the Amazon space. Um, now, before I jump into everything that has to do with strategies, all of that that people is what is waiting for, I usually like to use the initial uh, minutes of, of the episode, you know, to give my, my guests an opportunity to introduce themselves, tell us a little bit about how you even came up around working in the e-commerce space and what made you basically uh, create these two amazing companies you have right now. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much. But I think it is helpful to have a little bit of context. So in, in my case, I did, um, did undergraduate at West Point, served in the U.S. Army, did a stint at um, banking at UBS, Tesla Motors, was at Harvard Business School, and that at Harvard Business School is where I met my eventual co-founder of Best Reviews. I did a short stint at LinkedIn, which was wonderful, and then we were, you know, scaling Best Reviews. And that we technically co-founded in 2014, um, grew that by 2017. We were actually the um, largest independent player in the entire Amazon um, affiliate ecosystem in the U.S. market. So, if you, and, and then we we sold that to Tribune Publishing in, in 2018. Um, and then in 2019, I moved to an advisory role there and started building um, what's now known as Advon Commerce, to, to your okay. point. And then just recently, we've launched um, our latest endeavor, Maverick X. And um, I think the one point I would add is each one kind of connects, right? If not for my experiences at LinkedIn, Tesla, and Business School, I don't think we would have been able to co-found and succeed at Best okay. Reviews. At Best Reviews, we got really familiar with paid traffic, so Google and external traffic to, in many cases, Best Reviews, and then sending it to Amazon, driving over a billion in Amazon sales over uh, my tenure there. And the more recent businesses, it's been a lot more thinking about how do we take um, these lessons from Best Reviews and so forth and apply them in different publisher scenarios 
And now with Maverick X, it's taking all those learnings and thinking about, to your point, how do I help a brand or manufacturer get high quality, high intent, external traffic to their PDP or storefront and see it convert well and track that so you can understand the return on ad spend or, or ACOS. That's awesome. Thank you very much for the introduction. Yeah, I mean, I love your background. I mean, you've been coming a long way now in, in terms of everything you've been achieving. So congrats on that. And I think, yes, everything that's do external traffic, then I mean, we know it's becoming so important. And I feel uh, at the same time, there is a lot of noise in the space. Like you really need to understand, as you mentioned, how to find the quality of this traffic, because I feel like anybody could find the traffic. The thing is, what is the point of finding that traffic if you can actually not track the traffic, understand how to actually bring value to your business and making sure that those traffic is coming to your listings, actually converting into sales. So. Uh, maybe let's start with that. Maybe actually before we jump into that, I want to explain what is attribution because sometimes people don't even understand what is attribution about and what is this new Amazon attribution is about. So if you can give us a little of a context and what is the power be uh, behind Amazon attribution right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a really important point, um, Vincenzo. So the, the simplest way to think about it is um, Amazon attribution is really a way for Amazon to help brands and manufacturers better track and and analyze traffic they drive from any source outside Amazon into Amazon. Um, so let's just give a couple of hypotheticals. If I'm a brand and you and I own it together, Vincenzo, we may have a big email list. Mm -hmm. Well, if we send a bunch of traffic from our email list to our Amazon product detail page, in the past, we would have had no way to easily understand how many people actually clicked to the Amazon product detail page or how many convert from that particular list send. Yeah. With Amazon attribution, we can put Amazon attribution tracking parameters on the links and then we can understand, okay, we sent to 10,000 people, we had 1,000 people click to our Amazon PDP and we had 100 of those convert on the Amazon PDP and purchase the product. Okay, if it's $10 per purchase, you know, you do the math, we made thousand dollars in sales from this email send and um, you can kind of grasp intuitively why this matters suddenly I can now understand if I'm spending a thousand dollars to get traffic from outside Amazon to my PDP I know how much I'm actually making the other point worth noting and I, I think you alluded to this um, there's some variance but broadly speaking for third-party sellers there's a 10% or roughly 10% rebate that Amazon offers that a lot of people aren't fully aware of. And so, again, if you've driven those $1,000 in sales, hypothetically, as we talked about, you may well be eligible for up to $100 rebate from Amazon within the attribution program. Yeah, which is basically free money. Why not, right? <laughs> That's amazing. Exactly. Good. So um, now this attribution, uh, just for also people clarify about how um, somebody with a traditional uh, seller center account would go about this? Is this an option they can set up within their account? Uh, do you need to work with spe specific partners in the Amazon space to help you with that? Just to give a bit of context, how would somebody go about and do the attribution stuff thing? Yeah, that's a great question, um, Vincenzo. I, I, I mean, for from all experiences we've had and, and from our own understanding as well, it's, it's fairly um, user-friendly. Unlike some mm -hmm. features and tooling, I don't think there's many people who won't be capable of setting it up themselves and running tests against it. I think where it becomes 
more challenging to be self-serve is if you want to use it in conjunction with paid Facebook or paid Google or paid Bing, because where there's not, um, where there's not as much ease for existing um, kind of software flows, I guess, would be closing that loop and being able mm-hmm. to understand, okay, which, yeah. exactly, which, which ad campaigns on which platform at which time actually drove these sales. And, and there's ways to connect that, but I think it's a little bit less intuitive and, and less simple than, um, than merely setting it up is. Great. Now, when we talk about Amazon Tribution, um, and I, I bet you see this a lot with, with your companies that you're working on in this space, what would you say is the number one thing people usually test when testing external traffic? Will you say it's paid advertising? Will you say it's blogging? Will you say it's publishing? What is the first thing you would advise to to like test the waters with this kind of tool when bringing traffic? Yeah, that's a great question. Which is, I mean, I think if you have, you know, if you have your own traffic. Mm-hmm. To your point, maybe you have a strong blog or a really large email list. I think doing an initial test with that is great because think about it. You don't have much of a cost in the test yeah. and you can understand first and foremost, are you recording clicks? It's always yeah. where we start with any <laughs> test is yeah. are, are clicks going through. And then the second thing would be, do, are you getting purchases recorded? Yeah. Because the last thing you want is to go spend a thousand dollars on a paid test. Mm-hmm when for some reason either your clicks or sales aren't getting properly attributed or reported. So that I would always start with free traffic if you can. If you can't start with free traffic, I would start with um, very cheap traffic to validate clicks. And then once you validate clicks, you can go to more high intent, higher cost traffic to work on on sales. Very good advice. Awesome. So I think a lot of people will say yes i mean that's definitely um, a great strategy when it comes to getting started but i would say most people will get stuck is actually on the step of choosing how to filter uh, the right sources right because i mean when it comes to finding as, as we're mentioning a very local sources and cheap sources then you can end up falling into the trap of you know a pain to these services that put you in dozens of blocks that have no relevancy to your product or things like that and then you end up just bringing very bad quality traffic to your listing but then start having like a snowball effect on your listing like your conversion start going down then you start seeing your attribution recording very bad data for your listing and for sure that also is going to affect your overall history performance of your uh, product on Amazon. So when it comes to understanding how you can find the right audiences um, and sources, what is actually the thing you would advise? So if you want, actually, you, we could even tie this to your companies, how you guys make sure um, you find the right uh, audiences for your clients, yeah? It's an incredibly important and good point, um, yeah. which ends and we, we think of it on really two different levels. One would be, um, what what works in Amazon, either organic search or paid mm-hmm. search, always start with what already works, right? That's like um, this guy, Charlie Munger, is Warren <laughs> yeah. Buffett's business partner for, for Trathway. He always says things like, hey, figure out what works and keep doing it. Yeah. Part of, to me, part of any good attribution strategy and, and paid search strategy off Amazon is an extension of what already works on Amazon. So if you know, hey, we rank, let's just say, for instance, you and I have a dog bowl company. Yeah. If we rank for the term dog bowl and plastic dog bowl and these terms on Amazon organically, page one, mm-hmm. we run paid search with a pretty good ACOS, page one on dog bowl. Well, guess mm-hmm. what? The first place I'd recommend starting 
would probably, assuming there's volume, which in this case there is on, on Google or Bing, I would go to Google or Bing and start with dog bowl as a search mm -hmm. term or think about going after users and consumers that are dog owners if you're looking at paid Facebook because you already know, hey, these people looking for dog bowls tend to engage with and convert on our PDP. Um, so I think then you can drastically de-risk, to your point, the chances of um, putting dollars to work to get low quality traffic that doesn't convert, that just has a death spiral for your, um, you know, for your product. So that's kind of where we would start is, hey, what's already working and what are the analogous plays on these other platforms, whether it be a search platform or, or another. The other way to think about it is, in our case, you know, with our team at least, we're fortunate enough to have done a lot of work in paid search. So we might even know, okay, dog bowl is the term on Amazon, but there's these four or five other terms that might mm -hmm. make sense on Google. One might be dog bowl reviews mm -hmm. or best dog bowls, because those are searches that users use on a Google platform where they're doing a different phase of research than they do on an Amazon or on a Facebook. And so there's this, um, way of bringing over what you know or taking what data you have working with an expert or, or someone who's got a lot of expertise and they bring that lens to think about what might work on a different platform very interesting very interesting i think um yeah when it comes to finding the right cures especially not just cures like audiences when bringing this traffic is super important and i think at the same time i i feel it's also very tied to the type of product you sell because I'm assuming now, and actually, this is going to be a question for you, that most like you could also actually find some products that could end up not working when it comes to bringing external traffic to Amazon, maybe because specific um, type of audiences that just don't work when you bring them to Amazon or just the, the nature of the product itself. So have you found that doing this external traffic strategy do work more like with trendy products and more impulse by products? Or you could also do it with pros that are very high-end pricing, like $100 or more. So why you have found, basically, yeah. That's a really good question, Vicenza. We, get, we don't get asked enough, so we actually we volunteer this information typically. Where we found there's really, um, there's two pockets that are really tricky. One is, if you think of um, whether you're on a Facebook or, or a Google those users are oftentimes making somewhat considered purchases. Those searches are around doing research or, or, or what, what, what have you. The really, really low price point areas, that's, there's not as much activity, not as mm -hmm. much considered purchase necessarily. So that's okay. a harder place to engage and win. So for instance, I think the rule of thumb we've seen and heard of very few people, if your product sells for below like $10, $15 USD, mm -hmm. 10 or 15 US dollars, that's a really tricky place yeah. to see. It's more an impulse buy. You, you're not going to research about that. Yeah, exactly. Or it might be a consumer staple and you're just going to, it's toilet paper or batteries. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, there's not necessarily the same buyer's journey. On the really, really pricey side, multi-thousand dollars, we've actually still seen it work, but you have to be real strategic with mm -hmm. the keywords you're going after, the device mobile versus desktop mm, interesting, the time yeah. of day. So a lot of users still won't make as many major purchases on a mobile device. So if you're thinking about a thousand dollar rowing machine, you're going to think differently about your mobile to desktop bidding strategy 
kind of what those ratios might look like and even the landing page experience and flows. So there's nuance with, with that side. The other place is when it's a very, very commoditized vertical. Mm. So for instance, um, you know, there's, there's certain places where there's literally like hundreds of products and no real distinguished brand that yeah. can be tricky unless, unless you have one of two things, really competitive price or a really deep reviews mode. So yeah. it could be like something where cases. it would be difficult to compete on fun cases, for example. Yeah, exactly. But if you've got a good price and like yeah. most products have 500 reviews, but you've got mm -hmm. 3000, well, yeah. guess what? That if either of those two, either a whole lot of reviews, which, you know, signals to consumers that it's a credible product, as long as it's above probably a four-star rating, or maybe it's a really affordable price, those could be places you could still have success. Mm, okay. And actually, just quickly going back to your point about the device, that's actually something a lot of people don't think about because even myself, when I'm buying things that over $1,000 mark, I will never buy that on a phone because I just don't feel comfortable making such a big purchase on my phone. I will just go to my laptop and make sure I read everything carefully and make the purchase. So that's a very important point to consider when you're selling more high-end uh, pricing things. Now, um, everything sounds amazing. I mean, everybody most likely, they're really strategizing how they should be doing things and, and all of that. But some people might just say, you know what? It might be too complex. I don't have the experience. I don't really know how to even get started. So I think that's where your companies will come into play here and help with the whole journey, right? Exactly, Vincenzo. And we've, you know, when we started out, it was um, exactly for that reason. Just hearing from our customers, hey, we we want to do more with Amazon Attribution. We want to do more with paid search on Google and Bing, but we don't have in-house resources that we can dedicate, train up, and pay, frankly, to um, build out that software and then own, manage, and maintain the ongoing optimizations. Because I think everyone can broadly agree, I <laughs> bet there's not a, there's probably not a person out there who's doing a lot of successful things on Amazon that doesn't manage, adjust, and review their paid search efforts on Amazon almost yeah. every day for sure it's a daily process and if you think you're going to have software that's going to make it become completely automated yeah. i don't think so even the best software is going to require human intervention and so i think what we've tried to come at it as hey there's a lot of things we can automate and we can build a lot of good software dashboarding analytics infrastructure but there's still going to be a human in there engaged with these ad accounts every single day because that's how we're going to go from a 50% ACoS to a 40% ACoS and to a 30% ACoS and so forth. It's just, it requires work and it requires attention to detail. That's very good, very good. And um, now can we briefly touch on how would it look like the journey when somebody will decide uh, to work with you guys? Do we, um, I mean, do they get to choose from in terms of different uh, services or they get access to a platform just give us a briefly how the journey looks so somebody that's hearing this right now or watching they can understand what can they, they can expect and what is usually the timeline as well because i get those questions a lot maybe they want to know if they can get started getting traffic next week or something that is slowly building up what is usually the process there yeah yeah no that's a it's it's something that we do get asked and 
um, you know, having been around the ecosystem, you start to learn that being able to offer a consistent experience to the consumer and to the to the client is important. Is, is super important. Where where we are right now, and clearly we're we're not done building. I think um, you know Jeff Bezos at Amazon <laughs> talks about day one um, at at Amazon because they're not even started with building yet. We think yeah. a lot about being at day zero where awesome. we have um, we have a lot ahead of us as well. But if you were to think of a user coming in and like, hey, I'd love to talk with you guys about what you're offering. Um, we can get someone set up on the platform um, and there is a, a sign-up process and there's um, you know a quick API integration. That probably takes the, um, the customer about maybe 10 minutes at most to go through the yeah. sign-up process and the, the API integration with Amazon attribution is very straightforward, probably a minute. Um, we've gotten that down to a short timeline. Um, then um, the way we are structured today is, you know, we actually pay the advertising cost um, with Google ads for you because by leveraging our ad account, we yeah. have larger economies of scale and we can leverage all the kind of lessons learned and bid and bid modifications and keyword modifiers. So what we have is um, you would, you would, as part of that 10 minute process, you'd be preloading um, a credit card with some spend. And then typically it's about five business days mm -hmm. until we can set up the different AdWords campaigns. And sometimes a customer might recommend, Hey, we really like these keywords, but we're going to look at the product and our own team is going to analyze as well to make okay. sure to your point, we're going after the right keywords with the right strategies for the um, ad campaigns, but we set the ad campaigns up. So from a customer perspective, it's, it's 10 minutes to sign up and then about five business days, we'll have ads live um, running for your product. And then it's typically, we like to think about a 90 day test because okay. it just takes time. You want to go through and understand which day yeah. of the week are you getting better conversion rates? What are the keywords that really perform best for this product? And you're optimizing pretty much every seven to 14 days, another layer of optimizations, another layer. And typically we find within 90 days, if you can dedicate the budget to test, we can achieve a, um, a meaningful improvement in ACOS from our starting point. Interesting. And when it comes to this um, paid traffic, are you guys mainly working at the moment with Google or do you also offer integrations with other platforms when it comes to advertisement? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a key part of where we're building out. Today, it's very Google and Bing focused. Now okay. we have a number of different proprietary methods of how we um, work with each, but it's very focused on those two today. And we're just starting to test um, a third, a third um, network of traffic, um, a third search network. And so that will be rolling out in the coming weeks and months. And then I think from there, there's, there's certainly clearly a lot of other traffic sources mm -hmm. out there. What yeah. we want to be real careful with is, that we test in to making sure we can keep the conversion rate yeah. and the intent of that traffic high, because what we don't want is to get to a place where it's, oh, let's just drive a bunch of clicks, and but the clicks worked. don't convert. Yeah. Exactly, because yeah. it ends up being, we can we might be able to make money over the short term, but that's not gonna be a long-term yeah. viable solution. Awesome, great. And I, lo I love the fact that you guys are doing Bing as well, because I feel Bing is so undervalued uh, in terms of people don't, People assume Google is a, is a predefined browser, but a lot of people, especially people of higher age, they use a lot of Bing because it's the, basically Windows come with Bing and they will never install any other browser. 
and you can get cheaper clicks and, and good traffic in there as well. So it's definitely You're a, exactly a right. Touchstone, yeah. <laughs> it's on. It's it's super interesting that you bring that up. I think that a lot, particularly you know, younger internet users are very dismissive of Bing. But yeah. to your point, it's still got not just older, but guess what? There's a lot of higher income uh, mm. consumers that still use Bing regularly. And um, in some cases, there's a better conversion rate. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of nuance when you're thinking about how you move. And it's work to move a campaign from Google to Bing. And it's a smaller total landscape. But we found there's value there. And when there's value, we want to try to help our customers take advantage of that. Very nice. Now, to start concluding, I would also like to briefly touch on, on basically publications. I know one of your company also does that, just to give some context, because I feel publication is also something people don't think about and, and don't even understand the value that you can get out of it and the authority you can have by putting your brand in front of these publications. So can you briefly also touch what are these publications about and what is usually the process with that? Yeah. Yeah, that's really where we, we cut our teeth was, you know, when we sold best reviews, we literally had multiple people who didn't end up purchasing the company, but they were like, hey, can you create some sort of B2B software or service or license some of what you've built to help us at another publication build that commerce and content capability? And mm -hmm. so that's a lot of what we've built out at, at Admon Commerce is how do we help the publications grow their their commerce and content revenue streams and so we, we've cut our teeth there and, and clearly one aspect of that is in in certain cases there might be opportunities to help the publication with paid search strategies right where they drive paid traffic from google and bing to their review sites and offwards to to amazon so um you can kind of imagine where we think we can go in the future is thinking a lot about how all these different pieces integrate and where we can start to create really holistic value for um, brands and manufacturers. I think that's most certainly not where we are today, but if we fast forward into next year and beyond, it's thinking holistically to your point. We, we do know, to your point, we know that the publications drive billions in sales. We drove over yeah. a billion just at best reviews. We mm -hmm. know they drive the sales, um, the, the challenge points become, you know, when we're thinking about using Amazon attribution and, and connecting that, what does that look like? Well, we've mm. got a system set up for that, but it's a different ecosystem today yeah. than, than the ecosystem the publishers generally reside in. So there's, there's an opportunity that you're 100% accurate on. I don't think we'll get there today. I don't think we'll get there tomorrow. However, we're very excited about that possibility of really thinking holistically about different parts of the ecosystem we understand and how we can bring that to bear to create value for our customers, for brands, for manufacturers. Awesome. Love it. I love it. Yeah, I think this is a very good conclusion point. Uh, I mean, we, we, we talk a lot of, touch a lot of points across the whole attribution, um, basically space in terms of all the different traffic sources and everything, which I think is going to add a ton of value. And at the same time, we highlighted basically how you guys can help make the whole journey much easier. So I think that was a, a very good uh, roadmap, the whole thing. So I think just to finalize, is there something else you feel or you want to add in terms of attribution uh, before we start concluding? Um, there's one big point I think is worth adding, Bachinzo, and that's when you're anyone who's testing attribution, my strong advice 
is watch very carefully what happens to your Amazon organic position for mm -hmm. all the search terms you currently rank for and new search terms you may not rank for because we've seen two different things play out over time almost without any exceptions when you're running quality traffic through Amazon attribution to your PDP, one of two things will happen. You'll either see your organic position on Amazon SEO increase relative to where it was before, all of the things held constant, or you'll see your PDP rank for terms it hasn't ranked for before. Um, oftentimes both. And so I would just strongly encourage anyone who's testing it to make sure they're analyzing that aspect because thinking about your fully loaded return on advertising spend you want to be thinking about both the direct impact and then we think the indirect impact of hey by, by getting a thousand quality clicks 100 of which convert 10 percent conversion rate that's increasing my amazon organic search position on key you know header terms by you know one or two positions perhaps that's meaningful amazing love it yeah i think that's super important the organic ranking which at the end of the day I bet that's the uh, end goal for most people when driving external traffic. So it's very important that you emphasize that. So thank you for that. So that's amazing, Ben. So I think uh, I would also uh, ask you if you can share with us where people can find uh, your companies in terms of getting in touch with your team, even with you, if they want to find out more about it. And so I, I make also sure to put it down in the description. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, you can find us. Um, you know, I'm on, on LinkedIn. It's just Ben Fall, I think I'm still only one. And then, <laughs> um, you can look up our site. It's literally just um, maverickx.io. And um, we're out there. Love to hear from you. And I think what we've learned, um, which I love, Vicenzo, is when we talk with um, people, I don't think we've ever had a customer or a potential customer tell us the call was a waste of their time. Every mm. opportunity, we can at least educate people about what we're doing, what's happening. And if it's not a fit for you, that's okay. Um, but I think it's a rare case where there's not um, not often the, the opportunity for value creation on some level. Super important. Love it. Great point on that. Yeah, I think it's super important that we don't close our minds. We keep testing new things. And it's all about the untouched potential that sometimes just by testing, you can discover that new thing that's going to move the needle in your business. So very good. Awesome. So thank you, Ben. So it's been a pleasure. And hopefully uh, I'm going to make sure to have you in future episodes so we can talk about all these things you are in the making, which uh, I bet they're going to add a ton of value to the Amazon space. So thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Okay. Thank you so much, Vincenzo. We're excited to keep building. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The E-Commerce Lab by EcomC. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.com.